Super Talk Mississippi media production. Whether you're looking to start a career with no student loans or change careers to land one of the happiest jobs in the world, yep, that's construction, Build Mississippi can help. Visit buildmississippi.com to learn why a career in the trades deserves another look. buildmississippi.com. Your future is waiting. What is up on a Friday? I am Brian Scott Rippey. My co-conspirator, as always, is Colin Brister. We appreciate you hanging out with us on this Friday, June 28th. I sure. think I didn't check edition of the Rebel Report. It is Mailbag Friday. You know what that means. No pants required. Um, <laughs> just kidding, kind of. Uh, packed show today. I don't uh, I, I don't ever, I didn't ever anticipate saying that in the end of June. It's 4th of July next week, and we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, so... Uh, that's a plus. You guys sent in a bunch of questions via text, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, email, all kinds of stuff. We went from really just the baby boomers to millennial ways of communication, which was nice. Um, so we'll get to that. What's up, man? Not much. Not much. We, uh, we've got a wide array of questions today. They, they cover a lot of topics. Yeah, we do, and I'm, gonna pa- I'm feeling a little weird right now. We're recording on a Thursday night, uh, truth yep. be told. Uh, I just made the two-hour drive back up from Jackson. We had some meetings at the Super Talk headquarters today, um, and then things got a bit weird on the radio show. I have Rippy showed he was an athlete in my belly. Yeah, um, <laughs> so I participated in a new sport today, and sport. It's a sport. If you do anything to where you're on the verge of pooping or throwing up, it's a sport. I don't really care what it is. Okay. Um, it, wait. Is, what is like binge drinking now a sport? No, no, that doesn't. Well, actually, I. That's not for me to judge, but that's not what I had in mind. Um, so basically what started as – so we were – obviously it's the dead of summer. We had some different ideas on the radio show. They're adding break dancing to the Olympics. Did you know that? I did know that, yes. Yeah, so that was a story at the end of the hour, and that turned into Richard being like, so what are you weird – like what weird thing are you good at that you think you're elite at that um, you think should be an Olympic sport? And, like, four things flashed through my mind that I could not have said on the airwaves, not even close. Um, and then I was like, actually, I'm pretty good at eating Pringles because I used to get, like, people used to give me shit about, like, the like the size. Like, I would eat Pringles and I would grab, like, seven or eight at a time and just, like, shove them in my mouth, uh, <laughs> which is honestly kind of a barbaric way of doing things. But it's just how I ate them. And so I was like, you know what, I'm pretty good at this. And so... Richard was like, oh, like kind of antagonizing me basically. And I was like, I bet I could knock out a whole can in like four bites. And I was obviously exaggerating. Like, if you ever seen a whole can, there's over a hundred yeah. chips in the can. Wait, really? Yeah, there's over a hundred. The big tall ones, I'm not talking about the mini ones. Like, we're we're we're, we're in the big leagues here. We're I'm talking about right the, here. the long one. Yeah, this is this is real life. So, <laughs> so <laughs> professional chip eating. This is no joke. In the middle of live radio today. I got up and went to the gas station on Con Richards' instruction and went – I had to go to three different gas stations because none of them had the big kind and went and got a can of Pringles. And basically we're doing this radiothon uh, in late July that raises money for the Palmer home. Yeah. And so it was basically doing radio all day. So now basically whenever someone says something outlandish on the show, we make a bet and whoever loses the bet has to donate money. So – it turned into me. I went and got. I missed two segments. I got the Pringles. I came back, and we decided to test this on live radio. Um, 
And as soon as I grabbed the first handful, it became abundantly clear that four was just not possible. And Richard had said, um, seven, he's like, I, I don't even think you can do it in seven. And I was like, oh, I bet I could do it in seven. So over about a segment and a half in the five o'clock hour, I knocked out an entire can of Pringles in seven bites on radio while it was par- being periscoped. And I survived. I'm, I'm alive to tell the tale. Um, <laughs> you had to go to your parents' house and get some Tom's. Honestly, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough after. I felt real weird afterward. Like, you, like people talk about the meat sweats. I think I got potato chip sweats. I was, it was bad. And like, I barely, like, honestly, all joking aside, I didn't think it was going to be that bad or that hard. I got into like the fourth bite, and I was like, this sucks. Like, I, I should not have done this. So, but I was too far in. I had to finish it, and oh, I got it in seven, so I pushed. The over under was seven. So I pushed. Oh, so you, so you didn't win anything? No, so we're both donating 100 bucks to the Palmer Home. And we got some listeners that said they were going to donate too, which is good. Yeah, but right. I'm feeling weird. I got a lot of a lot of potato in the belly at the moment. It's uh, there was so, like I was like dry heaving a bit on the way home too. Like I didn't know if it was going to come back up. Like it's me. I'm literally going down 55 thinking, oh, this is it. Here it comes. And, <laughs> and here was it comes. you and Richard or just you yourself? Oh, no, just me. Like We were on air. I'm sitting there making like the crunch sound as I literally shoveled, I mean, what, seven bites, and it's like 100 to 110 per thing? That's like that's, that's like, like 15, 15 chips a bite, a little more than that. Yeah, like it was barbaric, honestly. Like it could have been on Animal Planet, to be truthfully. Like it, it was tough. But I, I, I mean, it was it was savagery. Like it was, honestly, and my mom was texting me during it. Like I, she couldn't have been oh, too proud did. of that. Well, she said she was going to sue somebody if I choked. Um, so we had that going on in the middle of it. It was just, it was an interesting day, but I survived. You're, so does your mom like listen to the radio show? Not normally, but I think okay. as soon as this came about and they, you know, said on the air that I was driving to a gas station in the middle of the show to get Pringles, uh, I think she, she got a couple of texts and her ears perked up. Yeah. So it was a, uh, it was a hell of a day. So, um, yeah, so I'm, uh. I'm an Olympic athlete, basically, I think is the deduction here. What, what is an actual, like, if you had to compete in one actual Olympic sport, what is it? I think what, it's what? this. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. This is uh, an Olympic sport. It's not breakdancing. Uh, wait, wait. So, hold on. You said you couldn't say what you what would be your best sport on air, but can you can say it on podcast, right? Um... Borderline. I don't think I should share it. I think I should probably ask my boss if I could share it. Actually, I'm not asking my boss what that talent is. I, t- I told you before the show. Um, <laughs> if you really want to know, you can text me and ask me in person. I'll gladly share it with you. I don't think I'm going to put it out over these airwaves yet because um, I'm really treading on thin ice with the fiasco last week and then yeah. Ringo's on live air. I should probably bellow out for a bit. Anyway, that's Richie's probably turned- not what you came here for. Um, so. We'll get to it. Um, and if I puke in the middle of the podcast, you now know why. Um, so just builds character. And we will not cut that out. We are on no. uh, Skype, so there there will be no Mainly cutting because this out. we don't know how. Yeah, no. If I if I yak, it's going in the show. Um, so, so um, so, so normally, we'll, obviously, the way we do this, if you're if you're a regular, we're letting the listener drive the show today. You know, we're sitting in the back seat with you know a forty and in a passenger seat with a. 40 in the paper bag being like easy on the gas son so just like high school yeah exactly just like just like high school but 
a couple there was a couple bits of news and some of the questions dictated that so we'll start with some baseball okay so it was announced today i picked a bad day to be in meetings um it was announced today that well i, I should credit it first chase at chase parham and neil mccready at uh, rebel grove were interviewing keith carter for what sounded like a podcast interview chase asked him after about mike's contract they met last wednesday or sometime last week to discuss things um and mike bianco's contract will not be rolled over um this came as like a like this this felt like it's honestly it sent more ripple waves than I thought and I honestly think because it's partly it's because the baseball fan base is so sensitive right now and I don't mean that as an indictment I just mean these last two years have been very weird and so everything feels volatile um so I actually have a lot of thoughts on this and I guess I'll I'll kick it to you but I think to to put this in a broad sense i think this is more financially driven than results on the surface and i'll explain why though those aren't mutually exclusive like they it can be a bit of both but yeah. i think this is actually more financially driven i think it probably is more financially driven but i also think like there were scenarios where mike could have gotten his contract extended too like you know, you know if if this team's a national seed and and you know loses a super regional, I think probably is looking at an extension. Surely, if he wins a game in Arkansas, another game, he, he he gets his contract extended. But I do think, short of being a top five national seed or getting to the College World Series, there was no scenario where he would have gotten extended, just because the uh, the salary's gotten a little bit insane with how it works, uh, and frankly, the results that Mike's produced. Um, so yeah, I, I think something had to kind of be done on the amount of money because look when, and, and I so you just hit the crux of this. You just hit the crux of it with the <laughs> with the way the contract structure. That's right. really what this is about, predominantly. Predominantly, it's re, it's results based too. But so for those of you don't don't know, because like I think a lot of times we assume that people know some of this stuff. So it's a uh, uh, that that's not me projecting. It's just you know mundane stuff. Mike's Mike's um contract is structured and this happened after they made it to Omaha and this was Ross's doing mainly correct me if I'm wrong there but I'm I, not I sure think that's you're right yeah um Mike's salary Mike Bianco makes 1.2 million dollars a year which in case you're wondering on the scale of that that's top 10 in the country for college baseball and that's more than five major league managers we've mentioned thought, that on the show I thought it was more than that regarding major league managers I believe it's five. It could be okay. more. It's it's it. I mean, Mickey Calloway is going to be soon making zero dollars. It sounds like so. He gets a buyout. Yeah, I think he Mike Hardy makes more than Mickey. Not the point. So Mike Baker makes one point two million dollars. But the way the contract is structured is whatever he makes in incentives, like grade things, getting to a regional. I'm just naming stuff. I don't have his incentives in front of me. I was going to find, I was going to pull it up, but I couldn't actually find it. I thought I had it saved on my have, computer. You, oh, do you, you, have you seen the contract? I'm, they, I'm pretty sure they've, they've sent it to us at some okay. point, or at least a dumbed down version. I could be wrong about that, but it's, it's incentives that he's basically going to hit every year, at least some of them, right. like the academic stuff and stuff like that. So his, his base basically increases every year because every year he hits some kind of incentive. And so that becomes his base. So like, let's just say for example, and I'm completely making these numbers up. If Mike Bianco makes made $1.2 million in 2018 and say he had like a $50,000 bonus for grades or a hundred, let's say a hundred to make a regional. Again, these numbers are not real. I'm making this up. And that made it to what? That's one one three five. Yeah. So that becomes Mike Bianco's base the next year. And so yep. if you keep rolling his contract over, and in the state of Mississippi, obviously, you, you know, 
what is it? Is it contractors or what? What is the proper term? You can't. It's on. Ah, uh, sure, sure. Public employees, whatever. You can't have a, co- a coach in Mississippi can't be on contract for more than four years. So the natural thing to do, and the way they work around it, is you know, barring you know catastrophic results, really, it gets rolled back. Like every year you go through it, it gets rolled back to four years. And so that's problematic for this athletic department in a number of ways because it's an athletic department that is struggling in an eight percent decrease or 8% budget cuts because of season football tickets. It's an athletic department that's paying a good number of buyouts and it's an athletic department that has not received bowl revenue money because of the bowl ban. So that's a long way of saying they're not like skating by, but money's thinner than they're used to it being right now. Yeah. And so if his buyout, I mean, if his contract, if his base keeps going up and up and up, if it does come time to fire the guy, and he's got three years left if you rolled him back to four, like they end some year and you're wanting to fire him. His buyout for a college baseball coach becomes absurd. Yep. And so at a certain level, you have to put a control under that. I think I kind of understand why Ross did it at the time, but it's not a very friendly structure for the school at all. And I feel like there's other ways of structuring the contract where you can still pay him handsomely and that not be the case. Well, in defense of Ross, the contract was not set up for him to achieve every other bonus except making the College World Series. That's where they're kind of getting screwed with this. Because if Mike makes the College World Series, nobody's bitching, right? Correct. So that, that's where they get screwed is he's met every other incentive except making a college world series. So this is why the contract is what it is. You're right. They, they couldn't keep extending. I went, look when, and, and I hate to get back into this because obviously Mike got the team to play well and we avoided all this. Um, when there's a performance element to this, if that's where yeah. you're going, it's not a hundred percent, it's not a hundred percent financially motivated, but I feel like that's a pretty decent factor. Well, what I'm, what I'm getting at is when Ole Miss Look, when there were conversations about Mike's job uh, back in May, the money that they were going to have to pay Mike Bianco was a very real discussion and, and was worrisome to people that uh, were making the decision whether they were going to keep him or not. Is that fair? Say that again. I, I, what I said was when Mike Bianco's job was in jeopardy back in May, and we both kind of agree, it was it was pretty t- – Oh, pretty yeah, t- yeah, t- yes, yes, yes. Sorry. The yeah. money that they were going to have to pay Mike Bianco was – was worrisome to put it lightly, correct? It wasn't undoable, but it was a bit of an issue. Like yes, it was that, like, damn, this like, is gonna. Basically, if you're sitting there in an athletic director and you're sitting there and you're thinking you're gonna fire the coach right now, you're looking at Mike Bianco's contract and thinking, well, this isn't gonna stop me from doing this, but man, this is really gonna suck. This is gonna hurt financially. Yeah, that that exactly. Like he, I still think if Ross is there and they don't make, you know, they don't host a regional or whatever, Mike gets fired, but. It was going to – Ross did not want to have to lose that money because it, $2 million for a baseball coach is a lot of money, especially one that's making regionals and doing everything the right way. And some now, of it's presumably coming out of the rumored rainy day fund, and I say rumored, it, it exists, but like – Yeah, allegedly. When you're tossing into reserve – I mean – It's not – it ain't real big. Yeah, I mean when you're when you're using reserve money to – use a baseball coach's buyout that's well into seven figures, that's not an ideal place to be. Yeah. So, so now the buyout's much more manageable. It, it goes probably down to one, two or one, three, which is not $2 million. Well, it's, it's just a million thing. It's just not going to go up again. Like exactly. by keep rolling him over. Like the, when the time comes down to it, if he gets down to two years and one year left on the deal, if they keep not extending him, which I don't necessarily think is going to be the case, it becomes more manageable. And so, 
that gets in the performance side of this because there's a lot of factors at work here. On the surface, Mike wasn't extended because it wasn't not extended. I'm using a bunch of double negatives. You get my <laughs> point. He was they they Keith Carter elected not to renew his contract, but it wasn't because on its surface they became they came up one game short of Omaha. And we've we've gone over this a hundred times in a vacuum. Them getting to the super regional and that day in Fayetteville and being one win away from Omaha. And then the one win changing how the programs looked at so differently, that's not fair. And in a vacuum, the season was a success, but the season was never going to be looked in the vacuum. This 2018 deal, the Black Monday, the Tennessee Tech, is still very much looming over this program. And whether you want to call it subconsciously or not, that factored in the decision well. Because at the end of the day, he's been to Omaha one time in uh, 19, years. Kind of the, 19 years. So, And while that's there's a lot of nuance and there's a lot of layers that, at the same time, when you're paying a guy that much money, you just got to get to the College World Series yeah. more often than that. Yeah. And so basically the best way I can put this is Mike Bianco's job right now is not in jeopardy. And this wasn't a sign to kind of say, hey, his job's in jeopardy. This was a kind of cool the Jets type of thing. Let's see where we are. Let's kind of slow down a little bit and think about this. And number two, now that you have an interim athletic director, look, Keith Carter wants this job. He wants to be an athletic director. And obviously, I mean, your first AD job being at a SEC school, what would that be? I, I honestly, I haven't, I don't know his chances. I really don't. I mean, you're going to have to wait for football season to play out, even though that's not fair to him at all. <laughs> but my point being is he, I mean, it's, it's the truth. Yeah, no, I agree, but it makes no sense. Oh, it makes no sense, but it's 100% the truth. And we can get into that another day. We've already been over that a little bit. But my point being is his job as an intern is to keep the car in between the lines. But he also doesn't want to be viewed as just a complete, like, not puppet is the right word, but completely just irrelevant. Um, and so I feel like this is the closest thing to a strong arm power move that he could make. Yeah. And so I think there was a little bit of that there. Not him flexing his muscle, but this was kind of like a move that was in within his realistic grasp of being able to pull off and do without people really raising eyebrows. And honestly, he, I think most people are kind of commending him for it. And it's just a very complicated dynamic. Yeah. And, and I've had some people and, and I, I don't, they're not wrong for thinking like this, but I've had some people say, well, did he really, does he really have the power to extend a contract as interim athletic director? Yes. If, if he wanted to extend Mike Bianco's contract, he without a doubt could have, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Because it's not really it's – not, it's not like when people say extended, it's not reworking a deal. It's rolling him back to four yeah. years. And, and here, here's the thing. Mike Smith's getting an extension. Like, yeah, I don't think it's worked out yet, but that's going to happen. You don't not extend the softball coach that makes the Super Regional. So Keith Carter has the power to give extensions or not extensions. Right. And so – but so I guess I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this to maybe kind of shed some light on like the number of different like factors that are work here. If well, let's just do it like this. If Ross is York is still here and the season plays out the way it does. Is Mike Bianco extended? I no. don't think so. No, absolutely. Okay. Not. On the flip side of that, if that, if Ole Miss wins that game and makes it to Omaha, is Mike Bianco extended? A hundred percent. Absolutely. And give, so, it, and give an even an even bigger race. Right. And so, honestly, like I, I, I would be interested to know, and I'm, I'll, I'll kind of do hopefully some work in the next couple of days and finding is that kind of how Mike received that? Um, yeah, that, that'd be interesting. I don't think he should take this as a slap in the face, though. 
I mean, at the same time, they've, they've been, he, he went through with the number one recruiting class in the country, and they never made a trip to Omaha. I, and I know it's not fair to generalize it like that, but it's the bottom line result. No, I think it is more – I think it's fair to say over a three-year period, you took the number one recruiting class and didn't make the College World Series. I don't think it's fair to say the 20 – and this sounds stupid. I realize what I'm saying. I don't think it's fair to say the 2018 team didn't make the College World Series. The 2019 team didn't make the College World Series. But I do think over like a large enough sample size, you're able to say, why, why aren't you getting Omaha consistently enough? So here's my last hypothetical. If Mike's contract were not structured the way it was, and he didn't have this kind of ever-growing buyout, I think Keith might have extended him. I'm not sure he'd have done it, but it would have made it an easy. It would have made it a harder decision. Well, I think the buyout was was just kind of a worry, no matter like what it was, and and I don't necessarily disagree with that. But I guess my thing is, Keith didn't want to give either himself or whoever the new AD is. Uh, they, he didn't want to. He didn't want to handicap him from the standpoint of man if, if you're having to pay a coach two million dollars a baseball coach two million dollars to leave that's making regionals that's really hard so i kind of yeah i think you're right i think he just look when you look at this buyout you can't keep just you know putting it up in the two million dollar range like something has to be done about that right it's eventually going to get out of hand and you mentioned the new athletic director and whoever's going to take Keith Carter's place if he doesn't get the job. And I, I don't think it's necessarily likely that he does, but you know, it's a little far out to start projecting stuff like that. But it's not exactly feeding Mike to the wolves when the new guy takes over either, because at the end of that year, he's gonna have two years left on his deal. But my what's interesting to me is what happens when they struggle next year, the new athletic director's in place and he doesn't get rolled over again and he's going in with like two years left. Well, that, you know, that's exactly what happened before they went to the College World Series in 14. He had right. two years left on his deal. And he was right. really feeling it. So that makes that yeah. 21 season. So I say not feeding him to the Wolves. That does create a hell of a dynamic, though, going into that year, and that creates the pressure. But I'm not sure that's necessarily unfair. No, it's it's probably not. And look, I mean, I guess we can get to the, the Roth thing because that, that kind of ties into it. Roth's departure to me takes this team from maybe a back end of a host to uh, – they're two, three. Two or, yeah, to a two or a three seed. Dude, I mean, we've been a, we, we don't have to go a ton into the Roth thing. A Roth announced, Houston Roth announced on, but I guess this was Wednesday, that he'll be signing with the, with the Orioles, whatever day it was. He'll be signing with the Orioles. He's not coming back. That was, uh, that was probably a little bit of wishful thinking, like for Ole Miss, as far as like getting him back. Like, yeah, it, there was it, a chance. He had a real decision to make, but I, I, I never would have put it above about a 35-40% chance. Yeah, I think at first, like, like Roth, was, it was pretty evident that he was going to sign. And then I don't know what happened in between then and now, uh, but it kind of started to feel like they had a shot. And then you, you, I, I, th I started here, I think, last weekend that, that he had made the decision he was going to go pro. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was always – he had always kind of intimated that that was going to be it for him. Yeah, and so that takes this team like he—it's basically it's taking away a weekend rotation, guys. He's probably the Friday yeah, night guy. Yeah, he was Friday night guy. So now you're with the. Uh, this is kind of, but this really just puts us back into what we've already rehashed: is what yeah, the rotation absolutely. is. It's Hoagland, Diamond. I mean, Hoagland, the Casey, maybe Derek Diamond. There's going to be some new guy on the back end in the rotation. They return two of the three pieces. We've already gone over what the field is. 
or what we think the the lineup is going to be. So it's a loss, but it's not necessarily like unexpected. Like it's not some kind of blow they weren't bracing for. And so I, I really have kind of already said all my thoughts I have on the 2020 team without yeah, Ross same. because I always pictured them being without Ross. So I don't feel like we need to go into that again. Yeah. Um, if you'd like a big breakdown on it, you can go back and search like two week old podcast um, <laughs> where we went into depth for about 45 minutes. So without further ado, do you think we covered that enough? I really, yeah. that's all the thoughts I had on mine. Let's, let's get to the question drip. It's you mailbag go. Friday. Rip those pants off. Maybe you're on a beach listening to this. Who's to say, but sit back and enjoy you, you go ahead with yours first. All right, so I'll go with my Twitter questions first. Okay. Um, okay. Start from the bottom and go up, I guess. All right. Um, this is from Hayes. Since the beginning of the freeze era, name seven Ooh. recruits who Ole Miss needed the most. Use recruits had a realistic chance of coming to Ole Miss. For instance, Walker Little, Malik Jefferson do not fall in this category, in my opinion. Um, oh boy! Oh God! <laughs> okay, so Real- I, I'm not going to be able to name seven by yeah, myself same. off the top of my head. I should have, if I hadn't been driving back from Jackson, I would have put some real could, thought into this. Yeah. Mikael um, comes to mind. I mean, just go to linebackers, man. Like, I know he hasn't necessarily panned out, but like Willie Gay and Le- I mean, not Willie Gay, the one I was saying hadn't panned out. Willie Gay and Leo Lewis. I mean, that's yeah, important. That, that would help. Willie Gay's been really good. Um, Le- Leo Lewis. CC Jefferson. That that guy would have helped. I don't. You know, I know I, it's funny because he says you know realistic candidates, and whilst almost finished second for CC, it was also a thing like he was never not going to Florida. Um. um I mean, I, I'm going to feel like an asshole saying something on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you saw the last three years of the freeze thing. Like, it's, <laughs> it's defenders, man. It's all defenders. They yeah. didn't sign a linebacker for four uh, years. Shaheem Court, look, Jeffrey Simmons is the number one answer. Um, yeah, I don't understand how that wasn't the first thing to come out of my mouth. Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, Jeff, or, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Chris Jones. Those are the first two, in my opinion. And I know the linebackers, whatever. You can get those two dudes, and I think your defense is a lot better. Because you put, imagine putting Chris Jones beside Robert Kimdichie. Uh, yeah, and then imagine having Jeffrey Simmons just on the defensive line. Well, I mean, for a year or two next to Marquise Haynes, and then, I mean, hell, having anyone with a pulse last year would have helped. <laughs> so uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Chris Jones, that's that's number one and two for me. I think Shaheen Carter is okay. number three. I'm going to uh, add CC Jefferson, and okay. I'm going to add Willie Gay. That's five. Okay, that's five. Oof. Six and seven, man, that's gonna be tough. Oh, Cam Akers, it, uh, I know you, whatever, but the program needed Cam Akers at that point. I guess at that time for this, for yeah, because that was another bl- that was another blow in like where they could have generated some momentum through the yeah. thick of the NCAA fog. So yeah. I'll I'll grant that one. That's fair. Um, seven's gonna be tough for me. I'm trying to sit here and just think. Cause like who who announced that I uh, like kind of thought Ole Miss had a real good shot at and then they didn't they didn't show because they really thought they had Simmons whether that's fair or not on signing Nicobe Dean <laughs> no that doesn't count <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, well he said since the beginning of the freeze era so I guess oh, it's not just free well, but okay. still no he okay. said since so okay yeah then the, the Nicobe Dean yeah well we make the rules around here no one else so Nicobe Dean damn right. Um, so <laughs> that was actually a really good question. Um, honestly, you give me more. I might come back to this on Monday because I feel like if I think about that a little more, I'll come up with a couple better answers. But I feel like those weren't bad. Those were pretty good. 
Um, a man named John Roberts says, why are we here? I think he's done this before. I hope somebody checks on our friend John. That's uh, uh, a... <laughs> look, man, if you're going to ask deep questions like that... Um, Mom and Dad. One, send them to Ben Garrett. But yeah, uh, we came from the stork. Um, <laughs> when two people love each other. Or yeah, I, I, I don't. There's a lot going on in John's kitchen up there because that's like the third week in a row he sent us a deep yeah, question. As, um, as you said, at Spirit Ben. I think the best case in that case scenario for John is that he's hitting the devil's lettuce. I, I hope it's that and not something else. Um, so <laughs> let's um, let's get your y'all's MLB All Star ballot. Ooh, man, I look. This is going to be an indictment on me. I have not kept up with MLB as much as I should have. Um, I'm glad I'm glad Gallo got in. Uh, he's really fun. I love Joey Gallo. I Derek mean, Dietrich, is he an all star? He, he better be. He's hit like 20 bombs. Yeah, hitting 220 though. I don't know if you heard batting average is a new thing. Uh, yeah. Can we do that on Monday? Can we make that a segment? So that's from our buddy Cam Brooks. Can we, you want to yeah. make that a segment on Monday? Yeah, I, let's I, do that. I Let's wish I had sat down and read through some of these more closely before we started recording, but then again, it is 1030 at night. Um, yeah, let's do that, because I actually do. I'm going to actually bookmark that. I want to come back to that. I, I'm not going to be able to give a good answer right now. Um, would you rather – okay, so KFM style, and I'm not going to say that out loud, but Kill F. Mary style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not that. It's who would you rather get a beer with? Who would you rather? Who would you get a beer with, roommates with, or banished from the earth amongst recently fired Ole Miss people? You freeze Jeff Vitter or Andy Kennedy? Okay, all right, hold on. Roommates with, beer with, banished from the earth. Yeah. Oh, this is easy for me. Uh, Jeff Vitter can get banished from the earth. I'll agree with that. Uh, I'll get a beer with Hugh Freeze, and I will because if I get a beer with Hugh Freeze, I might get him drunk and might get some honesty, and I'm rooming with AK all day. Um, yeah, because if you room with AK, that means you presumably you can also have beers with AK, who would be, by far be the most fun to drink with on anyone on this list. Yeah. Um, I'm not being roommates from Hugh Freeze. I'm not rooming with Vitter. So <laughs> I think yeah. I'm going to go the exact same way with you there. Um, AK's yeah, and I mean, you, cool. will you have one beer with Hugh Freeze? Who knows what it turns into? I shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> a few calls. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to leave that there. Um, okay, so we have a baseball question that right. uh, from Chris. Hoagland, Nikhazy, and Diamond, young guns in their rotation next season, who will be the midweek starter? Um, so obviously Hoagland and Nikhazy are going to be in the weekend. I'm not going to anoint Diamond right now on June 28th or whatever this is, as the Sunday guy, because that's proved to be a foolish exercise. Although I wrote a really long piece two weeks ago that why <laughs> Caleb Hill would be the, the third Love weekend it. starter and he no longer plays for the team. He so. might be a weekend starter at, you know, Crestwell Crowder, whatever. Um, midweek guy. Uh, a kid named Jacob McDonald followed up and said Fowler. I don't really know what, like... Mm. I'm, I'm I'm gonna go no I, on that. Yeah, before I would. I'm think, gonna say uh, Forsyth, honestly. I think Forsyth. I, look, we we know. Look, there's four. Logan Forsyth, uh, Murdy Junior College Correct. kid. I say these kids' last name as if everyone knows who they yeah. are. There's four spots. Two of them are taken by Gunnar Hoagland and Doug Nikhazy. I think Derek Diamond and Lo and uh, Forsyth take the uh, 
the other two. I don't know which order. I think those are your two other pitchers. Who's someone else on the roster that could take it? Uh, Austin Miller. Um, Possibly. I think you probably want him closing. Yeah, yeah. Tyler Myers. Uh, uh, yeah, that's certainly possible. Um, that's that's about as far as I'm willing to go. Though. I think it's in between those four. Okay. Um, let's see. From Jared Robinson, this is a random question, but do you, what do you think gets solved first? Student athletes being able to get paid, or the <laughs> resolution on the student loan crisis? Oh God! I think um, student athletes get paid first. I, I guess. Because I don't think there's a resolution on the student loan crisis. Not, not I'm not before. about to go into politics on this yeah. podcast, but. The student loan crisis is a much bigger, larger issue with a lot more money at stake. I, I don't – and this is as close to a political take as I'm ever going to give on this podcast. I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> I don't think student debt is ever going to get 100 percent canceled like some of these Democratic candidates are, are suggesting or pushing. I don't think that's re- necessarily realistic. Um, I don't know what happens with the student loan crisis. I'm not a politics expert. I, I, I do think there's a big problem with that. I think it's kind of a, like college has honestly become a sham in some ways. Yep. Like, yep, yep. Um, but that's a whole other story. I'm not going down the politics road. So to put it simply, I think I'm going to go student athletes getting paid because one, Jared, they're already getting paid, just not legally. Um, <laughs> but I get the premise of your question. I think there's going to be I think this name and likeness thing in California has some momentum. The NCAA is even trying to make that legal by 2022 or 2023 in some form. Yeah. So the Teeleys are saying it's definitely going to be the student athletes being able to uh, get paid. Completely agree. Um. Oh, Cam had another MLB question. This one's a little bit easier to answer. Cam, we definitely are coming back to your all-star ballot thing because I think that's interesting. Yes. I just need some more time. I'm going to write it. We're going to. I'm going to make you write it down, and I'll write it down this okay. weekend. Um, good. Also, discuss. It's a discussion around the MLB putting up more netting. A young girl at the Astros game suffered a fractured skull, bleeding, mm. contusions, and fluid on her brain, and is still having seizures by the stuck at the foul ball. Um, Do you see I think that? This by is the a way, brainer. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, yeah, my buddy it, Chandler covers them for the Houston Chronicle, and I was. He's written some stuff about it that I read. Just not great. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan. So I think you should put up extended netting because if you've ever sat behind home plate at a baseball game, the netting does not enhance the viewing – excuse me, detract no. from the be- viewing experience at all. You hardly notice the net's there. Um, I mean, and- I sit right behind the net at, at Ole Miss games. There, it, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, and I know like the angry like old commercial crowd is like, well, don't have kids in the danger zone. I actually kind of – I'm not going to say I'm going to agree with that because I think that's a ridiculous take. I don't think it's the wisest move for parents to have young kids sitting that low at baseball games, okay. per se, when you have young kids. But you can't use that as a justification of, hey, don't take these seats. So you should definitely the, – the, the thing that makes the most sense is 100% put up more protective netting because we're, we're, nobody's talking about this either. And I hope that little girl ends up okay, and I'm not trying to like take the – the like target or spotlight off of her. I don't really know the right phrase, but it's traumatizing for the players too. Oh yeah. I mean, you saw what happened to Almora when he hit the girl by accident, the Cubs player. I mean, he was, he was barely able to finish the game. He was in tears afterward. Like it's traumatizing for the players. And that's not really fair. Cause in what other sport on earth can a guy be just going up through the motions of a game and be like, Oh man, I might've just seriously injured a fan. That doesn't well, happen anywhere else exactly. other than maybe an NBA player diving into the stands, but that doesn't really seriously injure someone like a fastball coming at a 98-mile-an-hour exit velocity. 
So 100% put the netting up. But for now, with places that don't have netting, I don't think it's the safest or smartest thing to bring a couple young kids that aren't paying attention and putting them down there. Is that fair? I mean, I'm not saying that they, they like can't shouldn't be allowed to do that. I'm not saying that. I just don't think that's smart until well, the netting goes up. Here, here's my bigger issue. These balls are getting hit harder and harder. Man, outside of the upper deck, is anywhere safe? Like like I mean like you know, the, like the out like the, you're not gonna get killed by a home run ball. No, you're not, but the things are still coming. Like No, like, they are, but you're not gonna get hit you're not gonna get injured like this girl got injured on no, a home run ball. You're right. But anywhere down the lines, man, you can get popped. Yeah, I mean the netting should go foul pole to foul pole. Yeah. And it is Or it, it's at got least to. like halfway through the outfield. Because I guess like I guess you're not really gonna get domed by a line drive if you're two feet, five, four feet left of the foul pole or something. Yeah, but you at that I mean? point, why not just extend it all the way? Oh, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying at the very least, extend that half halfway to the outfield or at least all the way down the baselines. It's silly. Someone's going to get killed. Yeah, and then I mean, we're going to have a real What's the problem. difference between that? Okay, so I don't mean to be like crude about this at all, but what's the difference between that and then these guys they're making the third base and first base coaches wear helmets because that poor minor league coach got hit by a line drive and passed away? All the fans are a few feet back in the stands. What's the difference? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And you can't make all the fans wear helmets. Like, put the <laughs> netting up. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. It's simple, too. Yeah, it is 100% simple. Uh, and it, okay, so... Now I'm scrolling through all my mentions about when I was scarfing down these Pringles. This is making me <laughs> nauseous. Um, d- from Red Brick Rebel, uh, did you take Colin's man card a couple weeks ago when he said he didn't like beer? Uh, sure, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I have his man card in my back pocket. Uh, I didn't no, say I didn't really. like beer. I, I don't like craft beer. I'm, I'm not a big like beer person. I really enjoy beer. I really enjoy craft beer. I'm not a liquor guy. I'm just going to say different strokes for different folks unless Colin's getting like a Pinot Grigio at the bar. Then there's a whole other story. But other than that, I'm just more of a beer guy. I uh, Liquor hit the liquor makes me hit another gear that's not necessarily good all the time. I mean, <laughs> nothing like serious, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, liquor, exactly what you li- li- yeah, liquor's, li- liquor's a little uh, – a little more potent gasoline to put in the car, I guess I'll put it that way. So I like dr- sipping beer, drinking beer. You know, you're in control. You have a nice time. You don't feel as bad the next day, um, in my opinion, at least. I know it affects people differently. I'm a beer guy, but no, I did not take anyone's man card. <laughs> um, okay, here's one that we're just going to have to get out of the way. Lee Masterson. Yeah, this was a good one. What happens first? Ole Miss goes to the Sweet 16 to basketball, goes back to a New Year's Six Bowl in football, goes to Omaha in baseball or softball, World Series, same thing. Okay. Or me or you gets married first. Okay, and for so fun, the- rank them from best to worst. So oh, I God. can go ahead and lock in the last one. No, 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 brother. <laughs> Easy killer. No, I mean, no, no. I can go ahead and lock in, like, I mean, if we're putting me and you in the same peg, like, <laughs> like if we're on the same peg, we can go ahead and put that last. Yeah, um, yeah, whichever order you would have put us getting married at, they're what four and five. Yeah, there are any girls listening to this? What's up? Um, but other than that, I'm probably email not. us. We'll give you. We'll yeah, give shoot, you. shoot me an email. I am a. I'm a pretty sick athlete. I eat Pringles very quickly. But for the time being, I am a. I'm not exactly on the fast track to the altar. I don't know about you. <laughs> Sweet 16 in basketball oh. first? 
Wait, what? We say that you cut out for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to go Sweet 16 in basketball as number one. Okay, so you're you're a no on the fast track to the altar, just for the record. No, no, absolutely not. Okay, absolutely not. So I think I think the only text message from a girl today was my mom. And I'm kidding a little bit, but still. Um. So, so um. Yeah, number one, I'm going to go Sweet 16 in basketball because I think, I mean, really, I'm not trying to minimize the accomplishment, but Kermit got that kind of kind of misfit bucket of a team to the postseason in his first year. All it takes is winning two games. Not yeah. that that's hard to do, but, like, on the track that he's on, I'm going to put that first. Yeah, and they kind of, like, I was reading something. I can't remember if Ben or who wrote it. There's some expectations that they think they can get to the Sweet 16 this year. So, I mean, they may not, but if that's an expectation, then, yeah, I, I certainly put that first after this year. The second one I'm actually going to put – this is 2A and 2B for me, but it's softball and baseball. Um, yeah, and I'm going to go baseball first, but I agree. I think I'm going to slightly put baseball first. So, I'm going to go one basketball, two baseball, three softball, but I'm not – I don't – like like if, if 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 softball goes before baseball, it's not like that's two A two B for me. It's just I, I don't know how to gauge getting over the hump with Mike Smith because he's been to a super regional a couple of times. I'm not saying they couldn't win one. I just don't know enough about it. Um, and I don't think baseball's that far off, particularly in the next two years. Um, not necessarily yes. 2020, but softball beyond return, 2020. Softball returns a lot. So if if they're a national type seed next year, where they're playing a super regional in Oxford, I'm not shocked. So I'm actually now that I'm sitting here talking to I'm gonna put softball in front of baseball. Okay, so that's okay, so you're now going so Collins basketball sweet sixteen, softball world series, then baseball world series, and then football. All right, all right. How quickly do we think these that uh that the the uh, football team gets to a New Year's six bowl? Because now we have to discuss like, you know, our our our, our marriage uh in, in, inquiries. I've already discussed this. I'm going off the grid soon. <laughs> I got about five years left of me, and I'm going to a beach in Hawaii. And so I'm going to live live in a hut. I'm going to learn how to surf. I'm going to grow my hair long, and I'm going to have, like, a cool little short suit necklace. And then I'm going to have, like, an island name where people are going to be like, yeah, you know, that's uh, that's uh, that's I don't know, Keanu. He's been here for years. Um Boy, sports talk's paying you well. And <laughs> I'm going to be real happy. Uh, yeah, my boss is listening to this. I'm not really doing that. I'd just like to think it. If things ever really go bad, like if sports talk, like, you know, they decide to fire me, I'm probably going to the, going to, uh, going off the grid. Um, I've, I've set this plan to an alarming number of people lately. I, I should probably stop saying that. Um, so, so, it's going to start when we get you intervention. We're off track. Um, yeah. So, so this really comes down to when is football going back to a New Year's Six Bowl or get married? I think we have to put us getting married because it could be decades before. Yeah. Well, it could be decades before we get married, but it could all, I think true. I think it's more likely to be multiple decades before they get back to a New Year's Six Bowl. Ooh, that's a fun question. <laughs> all right, so you're 24, I'm 26. You're you're 24, right? Yeah, I'm 24. All right. I'm going to say both of us are married by the time we're 35. Do we think Ole Miss football gets to a New Year's Six Bowl in the next 9 years? I think it's a no. Okay. So I mean, dude, it was, I mean, I'm, it's, it's not unrealistic. I'm not saying they can't do it. So if you're a big Ole Miss football person, don't send me an angry email. I'm not saying it can't happen, but it takes a lot to get to a New Year's Six Bowl, man. Yeah. Like, think about the, how good those Hugh Freeze teams were. And they did get to two back-to-back, but it's hard 
Yep. So, uh, so we're I think gonna I'm go... going to put us getting married before the New Year's Six reluctantly. <laughs> but, man, that's going to be a fight to the finish. It could be close. Yep, yep. There we go. So we're going our marriages four and five and then football six. God yep. So us. anyone wants to f- turn that into a prophecy, what's up? I'm available. Um, <laughs> Dear God. Okay. Yeah. Email Rippy. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Okay, here's actually a good question from RebelFan68, who you've been on Ben's podcast before because I think I made a joke about you making your Twitter handle and RebelFan69 being taken. Um, bigger letdown, it, is, it Bra- is it Brown, Metcalf, and Little with no bowl game, or is it Gray, Dillard, and Cooper with no Omaha? Oh, it's it's no Omaha because a lot of what happened to Brown. Shoot, and- man, I don't know. It's so it, hard. It was hard to get to Omaha. It is not hard to get to a bowl game. Okay, it is when you're ineligible. Like, like that team in 2017. Oh, uh, I didn't even think about that. I mean, the team in 2017 goes to a bowl game if they're eligible. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a that turned into not so great question. Um, yeah, that's outside of their control. So I guess you have to go great Dillard by default. I didn't even think about the bowl man. What a year. Yeah. What, yeah. Um, his second, that's not a bad question, honestly. No, no. If they had gone, if they, if there's no bowl bid and they were five and seven both years, that's a much better question. Well, I kind of get what you're getting at, but like, yeah. 2016, um, like they go to a bowl game if Chad doesn't get hurt. So I mean, yeah. To me, it's just yeah, it's baseball. What do Corral stats have to look like to get to a bowl game? Whew. Uh, the 3,800 yards. I was going to say 37, 30 touchdowns and like 12 picks. Yeah, well, I, I can give him a few more picks than that. Um, man, I don't know. Like, like I'm, I'm tired of that crap. I don't care what he does against C-Law and New Mexico State. So let's just – because, like, he get, if you looked at Jordan Tamu's stats and you took, like, the games against, you know, the scrub opponents out, then his stats don't look as good. Um, I don't know, man. An SEC play and, and against Cal. And I don't know what this offense is going to look like. How much is he going to be running? This isn't going to be Phil Longo's two routes offense with a bunch of deep balls. Like, I don't know routes. what it's going to look like. Two what? routes. Two routes. Yeah. That's, more, that's more than one. Uh, there's, um, a, there's, a, there's a go and a stop and go. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I, that's my best guess. Thirty-eight hundred yards, thirty okay. touchdowns, fifteen picks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But I, I want to. He's got to. He's gonna have to do it in the big games. Like, because if you go put seventy on New Mexico State and Seelop, it doesn't really matter. Um, this is from noted podcast subscriber John Macon Gillespie. Did I say hey. that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was making sure. I'm bad at pronunciations. Um, which is more likely to happen? Ole Miss knocks off Alabama and Tuscaloosa, or Rich Rod drops a rap album? It's dropping a rap album yeah, because absolutely. the first one's not possible. Yeah, Rich Rod um, dropping a uh, rap album, and and before you before you hate, Chad Kelly dropped a rap album. His uh, he did Swag Kelly Swag. I think Every I just said the whole song. Um, <laughs> Good for don't Chad. I, don't I don't hope that goes. Me. I hope that goes platinum. I don't know where that is in the process, but I hope don't, it goes don't ask me if uh, if if I was in a car that drove around the Cotton District in the Egg Bowl after the Egg Bowl in 2015 that just blared that the whole way. I don't think I've ever actually heard Chad Kelly's song. The closest thing I've heard was when Reese Davis did it on Game Day. Well, that should be the intro to our podcast is Chad Kelly's song. 
I'll look into it. That was part of our meeting today. That intro is coming, by the way. For those of you clamoring for it, we might have it next week. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, no, it's coming. Um, Trademark. Another one from John Macon. I actually like this question a lot. What favorite and least favorite SEC town to visit, excluding Oxford? Um, Ooh, okay. Number one is undoubtedly Athens. All that's right, my that's one of my favorite places on earth. As um, someone that hasn't gone to Athens, I can't include that. Okay. I, I love Athens, Georgia. It's one of my favorite places on earth, not just SEC towns. I really enjoy just the vibe. It, it has an Oxford-ish vibe if Oxford are a little bigger. Um, I just really enjoy everything about that city. I enjoy the people. I enjoy like the downtown scene. I love it. Um, least favorite? There's still some I haven't visited. Um, I have not been to Knoxville, and I have not been to Como. You going um, this year? Yes, I'm going to Columbia, Missouri this year. I'm going to go Gainesville. It didn't do a okay. whole lot for yes, me. Yes, agreed. Completely agree. Gainesville sucks. Um, honestly, I'm not the, I like, so I went, I, I have a couple buddies that live in Baton Rouge. I like downtown Baton Rouge, but if you're doing an LSU football game trip, I'm not the biggest fan of going down there. I, I don't mind Baton Rouge. It's not below Gainesville to me. I hated Gainesville. No, no, I, I would agree with that. Um, I'm just kind of thinking of some seconds. I'm my, actually not high on Tuscaloosa and my number two behind Athens is Fayetteville. Fayetteville. That's my number one. Yeah, Most underrated place it. in the SEC. That place is awesome. It's just it's a pain just so in the ass to get to. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. So Fayetteville and uh, Gainesville for me. Um, Tyler Slay, hell of a name there, Chief. Um, who, who's the 2020 guy who might reclassify and fill out the last basketball spot and roster? That would be Jamie and Brakefield, but I don't think I that's think that, happening. I don't think that's happening now. It's getting late in the game for that. Yeah, it's a little bit late for that. All right, but so he, we are that through, was the guy. We're through the Twitter questions. Okay. Um. Did you get an email? <laughs> I, I did. Um, I'm not going to go pull it up and, and put this person's name on air because, frankly, my phone's not as charged as it needs to be. Um, but I was asked if I believed in aliens and what is my opinion on you believing in aliens. Um, my opinion on you believing in aliens is that Brian is correct because aliens are real. Yeah, they are real. Honestly, in all seriousness, to it's just arrogant to believe that Thank we're the you. only life form in the galaxy. Do you know how big the galaxy is? Go down a YouTube rabbit hole for 30 minutes and then come talk to me. To think There's that we're no the only forms of life only- with all these planets and all these stars and the Milky Way galaxy and the Snickers galaxy or whatever all that shit is. Uh, I, 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 to think we're the think only we're people the only there. Ones? Yeah, if you think we're the only people in all that galaxy, I, I just I don't buy it. The I'm never going to a casino. This with seems you. something like like that we're both passionate about too. They're aliens. There's people on the coast that said they got abducted by aliens. Like a lot of people are laughing at them. I watched that video. There's one. The one guy that's still alive was like not being like, "Oh, Wait. this is funny." Like I'm real shook. I need to see this. I have not seen this. Oh, uh, the Sun Herald did a story on it. The Coast newspaper. I'll send it to you after. It's wild, dude. They're making a, a plaque like of where they got abducted. Like it's a legit thing. I swear to God. Okay, I'm in. Like, like, but, no, I'm not going to be the guy that says no. Aliens aren't real. That's stupid. No, 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 no. I believe in aliens. Do I believe they're on? They can get to Earth? Maybe not. But I do believe they're out there. With the, with the new, this is no coincidence that this is happening. And then there was that really long New York Times piece that I read but didn't finish where the Navy has had a really bad problem with UFOs. And if the Navy is unsure if something's out there, it's probably an alien. <laughs> I'm in. Aliens so, are real. Aliens are in. That I'll was from... Uh, that I'll was from... What, if, if I told you one wasn't real, 
Which one would you believe, dinosaurs or aliens? Uh, I think both happened. Yeah, I do too, but I think aliens are more likely than dinosaurs. Like, I, I, I believe so strongly that aliens are real. I think that I don't even know if aliens right where there's other life forms out there, yeah, whatever you yeah, want to yeah. call that. Um, yeah, so that was from my friend Paige. She can do the worm, by the way. Can you do the worm? I, I, when I was in high school, uh, okay, I've never been able to do the worm and I will never be able to do the worm. So, break dancing in the Olympics is out for me, apparently, but not for y'all. Um, <laughs> so I've got some texts now. You ready for these? Yeah, yeah, let's go. I got all um, my Um, okay. Let me make sure I'm not passing any. Um. No, we've already been over that. That's the Bianco thing. Um. Most overrated restaurant in Oxford. Oh, we want to do this? We're going to piss off, like, some people that might get sponsors, man. <sighs> Old Venice, sorry. Ajax. I like Ajax, it's just heavy. I like Ajax too, but it's not as good as people pretend it is. Okay. If you still want to sponsor us, we'll change our opinion. I'll just <laughs> throw that out there. Will the, will the Cleveland Browns win a playoff game this year? Ooh, I go no. I think they make the playoffs. I don't think they win it. I feel like they, that feels very them losing in a wild card game to like maybe someone in their division. Like yeah, for whatever feels, reason, right? I could see the Steelers being really good again or the Ravens taking a step and them having to go play them in a playoff game. I think they get to the playoffs. I don't think they win a game. I don't know about I'm you. with you. Yeah. Uh, but if they win a game, I'm not going to be – like, that's not a huge shock. I just no. – it feels like their first time kind of on their ascension. I well, think they get to the playoffs. No, I think the years of success, I don't think they win it. Win probably one. if they're in a wild card game, they're going to have the best quarterback on the field. So, especially if, it can, if it's against somebody in their division. That is true, other than Big Ben. Yeah, I got Baker over Big Ben right now. Oh, no, I'm taking Big Ben. He's out. He can still sling it. Um, Okay. And then this is, by the way, these are from my friend Matt. He listens to the podcast all the time. So, who has a sophomore slump? Ooh. NFL? In the NFL. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, uh, okay, I've got an interesting one. Okay, and, shoot, because I, I I can't think of anyone does, right now. All right, does Mahomes count because it's his second year? I don't even know if it's a slump. It's That's just, what I it might be say. hard to he's, put up the exact he numbers. Can't do he puts that up again. again. Yeah, I mean he can. He definitely can, but like Man, it'll be hard. Know. That's gonna be. He's gonna have to be real good to do that again. Um, I think he's still really, really good. I'm you know, trying to go what, through rookies though. Like, who are the impact rookies this past year? Why am I blanking on this? Barkley, Baker. Uh, that's about all I got. I don't right think now. Baker takes a step back. His team got too much better. I mean, um, can, Dar- can Darnold get worse? He was fine. His team I, I sucked. Thought Darnold, I thought Darnold was a lot better, and he got credit. For like him. there was not like I, I I'm I'm having trouble answering this question because it doesn't feel like there were enough rookies that really like. And no, we can't do Mahomes. He's not, he wasn't a rookie. Yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna say. I know he wasn't a rookie. Um, uh, he only played one game in seventeen. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like who are we missing? I don't know. I mean, it, it wasn't a ton of impact rookies. No, there really wasn't. Like, I'm, usually there's a running back or a wide receiver that comes immediately to mind, but I can't. I literally can't think of anyone. Barkley, Darnold, Baker is kind of your options. I mean, Josh Allen, I guess. <laughs> is, that, is that a slump? No, it's not. And, like, same thing with Rosen. Like, 
it couldn't get any worse, and that's not even necessarily really that wasn't Rosen's fault, particularly fault. not Rosen. So how is that? A, I don't know. That's a good question, but I don't know the answer. Sorry, I, I don't have one. Do you? Uh, not really. No. I mean, the only thing I got was Mahomes. Yeah, I guess if that counts. Um, let's see. I've got a couple of Snapchat ones now, and then I think we're done unless you've got some. Yeah, I've got I've got a few. Okay. Okay, here's from my buddy Cooper. If you could pick four previous Ole Miss football four previous football players that have played in Ole Miss and bring them back for the 2019 Ooh. season, who would you pick to play with and and with the players they have now? Um all so right. I'm Matt Luke. So basically, this is asking if you're Matt Luke. Uh, yeah. How about Patrick Willis? And can you get three more of him? Yeah. Well, Pat Willis. Um, Chad I, Kelly. I, that's that was going to be mine. Was Chad Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Pat, Pat Willis, Chad Kelly. Uh, ooh, I need another linebacker, man. Give me a linebacker. I'm actually going to go Marquise Haynes because they really struggled to generate a pass rush on the outside. Well, if um, I'm going to do that, I'm just going to get Robert Kimdichie. If I get if I get him in college, I'm just going to get him. But they had him at no, they had him at tackle a lot in well, college. Yeah, but I think you've got a competent defense coordinator there now. I think I'm sure that's fine. But dude, I think that McIntyre's three four uh, Haynes would be an absolute monster. Maybe so. Maybe so. But, I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs here. There's no wrong. I mean, that, neither one of those is a wrong yeah. answer. Well, we, so we, that's we both four. Got Patrick Willis and uh, Chad Kelly. So that's three for I, each of screw us. It. I would bring Dexter McCluster back. Like uh, in college, as good as he was, and in Rich Rod's offense with Jerry and Ely and Scotty Phillips, I'd, I'd get McCluster and just ball. They need a safety. I think I'm going to go Golson or Hilton. Okay. Okay. Maybe Hilton Cody Pruitt. Player. Yeah, Cody Pruitt. Uh, he just got ran by again. But I'll just go Golson. Okay. Although Fair I'm enough. trying to do a story with him, and he's not answering my phone calls, so yeah, he's kind of on my hard. shit list. He's he's hard to get a hold of. I hear. Um, yeah, so, um, okay, so that's, uh, Cooper had one more. Um, also, what's your favorite bar you've gone to on the road to Rochester Sporting Event? Oh, this is a good question. Um, the, wait, what was that? Just oh, any road. bar you've gone to on the road. I think he means like SEC town, like okay. going to games and such. Um, what was the bar that we went to and sat on the roof and Fayetteville on the couches with like all the TVs outside? Because that place Twenty First Amendment, I believe. That place was bad. Or set, whatever the amendment for drinking alcohol is. I don't like you know. I, I don't what yeah. twenty. I think it's twenty first. I don't. Anyway, I, don't know, I think I, the bar's name is Twenty First Amendment. Uh, my answer is going to be cowbells and in Starkville. It, I'm not picking a Starkville bar. Um, <laughs> Have you been to a Starkville bar? I've been to the Cotton District a couple of times. They call those things bars. Um, um, there was a place called Silver Dollar in Athens that I really enjoyed, but that wasn't really like one conducive to watching a game. Um, I feel like I'm missing an obvious one here. I don't really know why. Is there anything in Tuscaloosa? Oh, Sky Bar and, and Auburn's lit. Sky Bar and Auburn is awesome. Uh, There's a place called Carolina Ale House in Columbia, South Carolina that was pretty sweet. Um, And they enjoyed a lot of my business. Um, <laughs> is that where you ran <laughs> off the credit card? <laughs> We're not going to talk about that one. Um, <laughs> Just praying to God that thing runs. 
There was a rooftop place in, in Lexington, too, that we went to after Goodfellas Pizza. And Goodfellas Pizza, if you don't know, is the one where Portnoy on the pizza review, they kicked him out. So he spit the pizza out on the concrete and gave him a zero. Um, <laughs> you ever seen, you seen that, right? No, I haven't. But uh, I'm it's going it's to great. Um, there's, there's a rooftop place in Lexington that was pretty good. Well, I'm trying to think of anything else that Berkeley? sticks out. I'm not giving a single in. What? In Berkeley? Um, no, because we went out in like San Francisco and Oakland. Like I did okay. not. We didn't like there was no like college bar like town type stuff there. Um, shoot, this is this is a tough question. Uh, I'm trying to think of a place where I just really enjoyed the hell out of watching a game. I think I'll go Athens and go. Uh, I think the place was called Silver Dollar. I'm going to go that with that. Yeah, Athens, George, Silver we Dollar. Watched a football game that I think both of us had way too much money on at, in Fayetteville that night. I can't remember who it was, but it we was State very... BYU on a Friday night. <laughs> That's right. State lost the game. That's right, but I think they. Co- I can't remember. I don't know. No, that was 21st Amendment. That's actually up there too. I really enjoyed that place. So I'm going to go Silver Dollar in Athens. Um, and 21st Amendment in Fayetteville was my two answers. Um, all right, we got a couple more, then we can get out of here. Um, oh, my buddy, uh, Sam DM'd me and said, Hey man, can you tell me how many runners the Rebels left on base this year? (laughs) Plenty. It's not a bad question. I haven't had time to look it up though. Can you, can you listen to Monday's podcast, Sam? I swear I'll look it up this weekend. The answer is a lot. Yeah, too many. The old cliche timely hitting thing was uh, not their forte <laughs> at times this year. Um, I'll actually look that up and I'll have you an answer. But good question. Um, unless I'm missing anything, I think that's all. Oh, all right. I've, I've Jace asked what uh, what SEC stadium has the best hot dog or Man, food? I I'd eat the press box no i will say at alex box stadium where you normally get de- like in places where they give you know generic press box meal all alex box has every time you go is lukewarm hot dogs and nachos um and guess what they suck um <laughs> and it's a real bummer you get real hungry up there and you're like damn it this is game three and i'm going to eat another plate of just cold nachos or i'm going to get this hot dog i think i'd rather eat a full can of pringles um <laughs> and so- seven bites yeah, in seven bites. So, uh, not Alex Box Stadium is the answer to that because their hot dogs suck. Um, all right, I've I've got. A that, I think that's all I got. So have if, a couple. I, if I, if we don't answer this question, I'm going to get yelled at. because <laughs> oh, this person tweeted at us to make sure we answered this question. Uh, would you rather sprint every time you use your legs or have to yell every time you talk? Sprint every time you use your legs because you get to places faster, and if you yell every time you talk, you're just gonna annoy the hell out of people. Man, but can you imagine, like, just in between classes, having to take off and sprint in between, like, I don't know, Bishop Hall and the Union? You impress the chicks, man. What's your forty time? <laughs> I, guess, I guess you'd be always be skinny, right? Uh, yeah, I think that'd be kind of awesome, low key. Maybe, particularly if you didn't get tired. Like, obviously, you're not getting tired if that's all you can do. Riff's like, can you give me this superpower? Yeah, it's almost like a superpower. I'm sure as hell not yelling every time I talk. I have enough people tell me to shut up. Right, I don't really right, need to be right. louder. I've got people that want our opinions on conspiracy theories, so you got to give me like two sentences or less if you believe in these or not. Okay. Okay. All right. Who killed JFK? Mm, the mob. Agreed. Uh, 9/11. Who did it? No, nah, I don't believe in that. Nah, okay, that, I don't, it was I don't it either. was it was Bin Laden. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, do you believe milk is bad? I love milk. What the hell kind of conspiracy theory is that? What? Some people believe that milk is bad for you, man. It's going to kill everybody. Okay, well, I don't buy that one because I love right. milk, and that's more here's to just be hoping, I, actually, I guess, at this point. Here's one I actually do believe, the Michael Jordan retirement one, where he was suspended for gambling for two years. So there's real one. legs to that. Is that, like, I know it's, like, technically conspiracy theory. I'm not trying to disqualify it, but there's enough legs to that where I'm not going to even, like, say I don't believe that. that that's some real. Degree. Yeah, I mean, you. I believe that before I, do, before I don't, don't you? I actually think there's a lot of uh, new – I think there's uh, multiple reasons for it. it. Not to get too far into it, but I, you, when you, if you read that Wright Thompson piece, and I think it's interesting on Tiger Woods, I, I think it's interesting that Tiger and uh, Michael are kind of like – I think they're friends, but like I think Michael also mentors him a little bit. And you notice when, when Tiger's father died, his whole world came undone, and then he did the military training as a way of like coping. I think yeah. there was a little bit of that for Michael, for MJ, because his father loved baseball. But I think – I don't know if that's enough to push him – like he willingly left in the prime of his career to go play baseball. And so I think there's partly a coping mechanism, but I think what we're talking about may have actually pushed him over the edge to do it. Yeah, That's I, my theory I, on that. I think he was suspended for gambling and he wouldn't play baseball. Uh, Pearl Harbor was orchestrated by FDR. I've always read FDR did some shady stuff, but yeah, I'm uh, too many people died in uh, Pearl Harbor for me to say that. So I, I don't think I think I think somebody knew it was coming and let it happen. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, I, I have not know. done enough research on that to know. It did generate one of my favorite movie lines of all time that I put on Twitter that really pisses people off. Was it over when the Germans bombed? Yeah, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Anytime there's a blowout game, you can put that on the internet, and you can so you're always going to have a couple assholes be like, "It was the it was Japanese Jap- read a history book." Like, how about you watch a movie, you nerd? If you haven't seen <laughs> Animal House, you should be imprisoned because it's a fantastic movie. You should be jailed. Yeah, uh, Stevie Wonder isn't blind. I swear I've heard people like I've read some stuff that suggests this. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I think he's not blind, man. I think he's not blind. All right, all right. Here's you a good one. Helen Keller wasn't real. Okay, I'll go with that. I'll say I'll believe the Stevie Wonder thing just to appease people. I'm pretty sure Helen Keller was real. Someone said to me yesterday, and this is the, this, the first time I ever heard this one was yesterday. It was like, and this was a fair point. If Helen Keller was real, why is there no monuments or anything dedicated to her in Alabama? Oh, don't do this to me tonight. <laughs> You're going to go research for six hours. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, what is, someone's sipping on a cold drink on the beach right now, listening to this podcast, enjoying their summer, and they're about to put it down and be like, Damn it, this is all I'm thinking about the rest of the day. They're about to stare out in the ocean and wonder if Helen Keller is real. Okay, this one's not a conspiracy theory. This is real. Uh, the, Martin Luther King was assassinated by the mafia or law enforcement. That is absolutely true. I mean, he was 100% assassinated. I don't really know the motivations behind I it. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was by mafia or law enforcement. And the last one were the 2006 NBA Finals rigged. In that heat, Mavs? Hell no. You don't think? I don't think Heat Maz was rigged, no. Okay. That's post Donahue too. I don't I mean that's that that's I, Shaq I think, D Wade. That's Shaq Peak D Wade. I say no. I I agree. I think game fixing happens a lot more than we think. I think the two thousand as a Lakers fan, I think the two thousand one uh Western Conference finals was rigged. 
with Kings or whatever, man, yeah. I don't. You start, it's it's almost impossible to say that it wasn't at this point. Have you ever? Did you read that piece in, back in the uh, in the winter that ESPN the magazine did on Donahue? To where? Uh, I haven't. Like, I oh man, it's it's was he it's in fa- that? It is absolutely fascinating. Donahue's the one that went to prison, right? No, but was he in the 2001 NBA or Western Conference Finals? Yes. Okay. And that was like the most famous thing. And he went to jail for betting on games, but they never right. proved he was fixing. But ESPN spent three years doing an investigative report that lays it out like down to the signals that he had and like all the inner workings of his book. It's a incredible piece of journalism. And there's really no way to dispute that some of that. And I don't know specifically if it's the Western, uh, the Western Conference Finals. There's no way to dispute that a lot of game fixing didn't happen because it is fascinating. They went through all of his games he worked. Um, during that time, and and then they would have the team he bet on, and the number of fouls he called against the team he didn't bet on versus the one he bet on was astonishing. Well, the you know, like once like it got out and he was still refing games, people would pull lines off of games when they figured out where he was because they knew something was up. Yeah, that happened one hundred percent. I don't know if you can call that a conspiracy theory. Uh, I guess the the finals itself. I don't really believe that, but that it. I think that's it. All right, I think that's all we got. Um, I don't really have any other thoughts on anything. We just went an hour on a Friday. I hope this got you through your work day, or maybe you're on a beach somewhere, or maybe it's payday and you're going to get a beer or something. I don't know. We hope this got you through the week. That's uh, that's all I got. That's all the questions I got. I don't think we missed anything from a news no. standpoint. We should do a conspiracy theory podcast, Rip. Um, okay, I'm going to need to be in a little different setting than I currently am right now. Uh, in my house uh yeah maybe a couple beers and maybe like just sit outside where i can stare off into like a dark sky maybe get really in the mood get together and get our computers and and just do conspiracy theory talk talk for like an hour and a half all right if you got conspiracy theories send them our way we might start a conspiracy theories pod i don't even know if i'm being serious right now i can't decide if i want to believe that we're going to actually do this um i don't think we missed any oh vanderbilt's national champions yeah got any thoughts on that yeah screw them uh, Clay Travis, noted college baseball savant Clay Travis, called Tim Corbin's coaching job one of the greatest ever. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, I, I could probably do that if I got double the scholarships of everyone. Okay, that's, uh, a, that's a fun hypothetical. If you gave us Vanderbilt baseball, like me and you literally were the coaches of Vanderbilt, could we get to Omaha? I think we could do it. I really do. If you yeah, gave me twenty something scholarships to everyone else's eleven point seven, I could find twenty five dudes across the country that are getting me to Omaha. I don't think you have to be a genius to do that. I think it takes talent evaluation out of it. And I know they have to do the in need stuff and like do some minority stuff. And I'm not dismissing that or making light of it, but I think we could do it. Did uh, did you see uh, a national college baseball reporter uh, just tell people that you know if everybody wanted to do that, they could? Who? Uh, uh, Kendall. If everyone wanted to do it, they could. He said. He said if people wanted to start doing that, they could. Essentially, is what he said. Oh man, come to Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if uh, everybody wanted to get that invested, they could. I'm like, all right, boss, if you say so. That was the most peak Vanderbilt series. They were the best team far and away all year. I'll give them credit in the sense that it's very hard when you're projected to be the best team all year to actually go through and do it. So yeah. credit to them for that. Like, I mean, that's tough to do. They were the best team all year, but they people were knew so they were the best team in the country. They were so much better than everyone else. I think that's one of the best. That's the one of the best teams I've ever seen in person. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they deserve to win the national title, but 
They did. It just sucks that they get double scholarships. It's a weird thing that happens in college baseball. Um, It is what it is. I hate that for Michigan. They had a hell of a team, too. Backage did a hell of a job. They got a scholarship thing going on, too. They're not 100% what, okay, in this. For, what, what, is, what is their scholarship? This I don't. Let me school. get into it. I have no idea. I need to do more okay. research on it. They definitely have it, though. Okay. I, I just It's a public school. I didn't know how it worked. Um, I don't either. I, I don't either. But I think it's some kind of deal like LSU and Georgia where it's like a tops or a lottery deal. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, that's all that when we went over the national, we went over the series enough in the week. We knew Vanderbilt was going to win in three. They hadn't lost back-to-back games since April 6th and 7th. They were the best team. They only lost back-to-back games twice all year. Congrats. Sure. Screw them. Um, so I think that's all I got. I think we're good. Um, got any big plans this weekend? Uh, no, I don't. I have to move this weekend. To where? Well, I've just got to get some stuff out of my apartment that I used to live at. Uh, I'm headed to Atlanta to see some friends. Uh, there you go. This, yeah, uh, and we, we we talked about this the other day. I got to use these vacation days like, you know, Chuck E. Cheese tokens. My mom's <laughs> telling me it's time to go claim your prize. And I'm like, shit, I still got tokens. I got to expend these things before football starts. So you're like going to beat some uh, gophers over the head this weekend. Uh, I would love to go to a Chuck E. Cheese in Atlanta, although people would probably call the cops if I showed up at one. Chuck E. Cheese are awesome. <laughs> if you go to a Chuck E. Cheese at our age, do people call the cops? I'm pretty sure you have to have some kind of kid with you or they call the cops. I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, just, just hijack a kid. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go to a Top Golf instead. I think that's Top Golf. I think that's Chuck E. Cheese for adults. I need to um, I've not been to one of those. I've never been to one either. I kind of want to do one this weekend. I'm going to see some buddies, but yeah, should be nice. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, we appreciate you listening. Like and subscribe to the podcast. We're growing. Our numbers are holding strong through the doldrums of summer. We really appreciate that, and we hope more people get on board now, but particularly once we head into football season. Um, But seriously, thank you guys for listening. It's been fun so far. Um, Continue to like and subscribe. Tell your friends how awesome we are. Tell them how awesome Mailback Friday is. Um, But for now, for Colin Brister, I am Brian Scott Rippey. We will be back at it on Monday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.